Verse 12. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. 13. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. We're going to recap this from right from the Church of Philadelphia, which this church is, verse 7 to 12. The Church of Philadelphia does pass. The Church of Philadelphia is doing the same thing, which is verse 9, as the other church that passed, the Church of Smyrna, Revelation 2, 9. And the overcomers will Christ make a pillar in the temple. That means you'll be tangibly part of the temple of God, which is just the greatest thing. You are in the fabric of the temple. You are part of it. There's no more out. Upon the name of God, we have the new Jerusalem coming down. And this is the kind of temple that we have. Jerusalem has a huge meaning in the Bible. Jerusalem, the word Jerusalem means habitation of peace. That's what God is going to be in chapter 21. We see that God is the temple. He is the habitation of peace. God is Jerusalem. The meaning and sense of the word Jerusalem. The word, the name Shalom. It's a root verb. It's sense and meaning. Shalom is peace. It meaning sound completeness, a wholeness, unbrokenness, a condition. And it always stays the same. It's a condition, but always means to get there, to the state of peace, to get there, to peace. A wholeness is required. This is achieved by restoration. God did not create us in chaos, but in peace. We are not in peace right now. Therefore, recompense is required. A premium has been established and a remittance is a prerequisite. We have to pay to inherit the covenant. The wages of sin are death. The wages of righteousness are life and an inner peace beyond our present imagination. Our works in God is the only way to get your passport stamped to enter God's Jerusalem. Peace in New Jerusalem is a direct reflection of the true meaning of Jerusalem, the habitation of peace. Satan is peace through oppression, dictatorship, thuggery, bullying, individually or on a collective, censoring people, forcing people to think a certain way, not giving people options, or someone thinks a different way and expresses it. What happens? They could get their head chopped off. Torture. That's basic human rights being denied. That's Satan's peace. So he can go grandstand on the, his multimedia dynasty, claiming world peace when he sits where he ought not in his role as the Antichrist. God is Jerusalem. Completeness, harmony, undividedness. It's not wars. It's peace through understanding. We're gonna we're gonna concentrate more on that. I'm gonna do a side study on that word Jerusalem. It's just the greatest thing. Verses concerning the church of Philadelphia, and they did pass. 14. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. 14. What is happening here? That's Jesus Christ. He is 
the amen that is that is what amen means the faithful and true witness of the creation of god we know from genesis chapter 1 verse 1 god created the heavens and the earth it does not say when it does not say six thousand years ago it does not say ten thousand it was major eons ago it was forever ago it almost seems it became void and without form the word was means became we have reference here to the creation of God who is there Proverbs chapter 8 will tell us wisdom was there with God in the beginning when God became a consciousness and there was nothing around but pulverized dust not even the first Adam the true witness faithful Jesus Christ Yeshua Messiah was there as wisdom personified he's taken a new role on as the salvation of God Yeshua 15, I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would that thou were hot or cold. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. What, what's going on here? Hot or cold? We're talking the cold people are the fence sitters. They can't take a stand on a subject, especially what they perceive as controversial outside of any popular opinion. With God's word, there is no neutral territory. You're hot on it, or you're cold against it. Undecided and unsure, these people make up better ways to live in their minds when God's word is inconvenient or unpopular. Let's go to verse 17. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable and poor and blind and naked. We're talking about the lukewarm people. Neutral territory, middle of the road, they're undecided, unsure, unsettled, afraid to make a stand. What if these people were in heaven? Like they're just a fence sitting. To, what's even worse than the fence sitters that won't take a stand on a subject? People that are sitting in the middle with them on the bleachers that have an opinion on something they know nothing about. They will criticize things they haven't even studied. Do you want those people in heaven? That's a drag. Do we pray for those people? We pray hard for those people. Verse 17, these people think they're rich. Increase with stuff. They don't think they need anything. They got all the stuff they need. But they know us nothing that they're wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Explains more here in 18. I will counsel thee to redeem of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be as rich and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that thy shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eye with eye salve, that thou mayest see. Here's some counsel right from Jesus Christ. You have to redeem me of gold in the fire. It means I want, I want to get paid back for what's going on here. You guys have put poison into the word. You guys have added to the word. This eye salve means drawing out the poison. We need a purity of the word here, a purity of the, and the analogy is here through gold. If you put gold in the fire, the dross goes to the outside. The dross was infecting it, just like a poison of the Islav. Islav draws out the poison. That's what God is saying here. Draw out the poison that you guys have added to the church. The members of the church of this dispensation have nothing to buy and nothing to pay with. Our salvation is a free gift of God, but it has conditions can't buy your way into salvation God's word is gold these people present it dirty and polluted 
words dirtied up with human traditions and thoughts. God is saying, now clean up my word from your dirty coverings and you will get white raiment, otherwise you don't. And you will be naked, you won't have any clothing. You won't get any clothing in heaven. 19, as many as I love. It's God teaching here, 19, Jesus Christ teaching. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous therefore and repent. This is just the greatest verse. People, when they're getting their tails shook by God, they don't even know most of the time it's by God. They're scolded or dressed down. They're getting chastened. Learn your lesson from it. Be zealous, therefore. Don't be middle of the road. I'm just trying to be a, a middle of the road person, neutral. There is no neutral territory with God. It's either yay or nay. You're hot on it or you're cold against it. He respects that. No one respects the neutral territory person, the fence sitter. They can't make a stand on a subject. There's such a drag that they just go with popular opinion. It could change every couple of years and they're there. As many as I love, I rebuke. God disciplines those he loves to get their attention. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Don't be, don't be a, don't be goody person. 20, behold, I stand at the door. Jesus Christ speaking, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and if thou open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and him with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. 22, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse 20, let's do this. One of the most blasphemous verses ever taken out of context in the history of the Bible. The popular belief is that the, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is, is sitting at our door knocking away. Knock, knock, knock. Where you're sitting there watching uh, Monday Night Football with your feet up, you know, double fisting a, a couple fritters with a bag of chips built all down the front of you. The Lord is not ever knocking at the door. This word knock means make a noise, as a noise your conscience makes, telling you there's more to this word than you're being taught. The popular belief that the Lord is ever knocking at the hearts of sinners is a distortion of scripture akin to blasphemy. You will hear the knocking. Your conscience will tell you there's something going on. There's conditions here if you hear his voice. How does the voice get to you, to your consciousness? If you open the door, that takes you, two things you have to do, two things that people have to do before Christ will come in. And we'll have dinner with you, man. Sit down and chill. I will be with him and he with me. This teaches us more about God will never leave you or forsake you. You, that people leave God, individually or collectively, they leave God. And then when something goes wrong, they blame God right away. What other? doctrine does that? What other doctrine attracts that kind of behavior, those kind of attitudes and aptitudes? This doctrine does, because this doctrine has an agitator. This doctrine has an adversary that has free reign over the planet right now. Satan and his four empires. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And that's chapter 3. Isn't that just the greatest thing? I hope you enjoyed that. It's my pleasure bringing it to you. Now, if you would, please visit us at thecompanionchapel.com. Please press subscribe and like on the podcast. If we have helped you with God's word, please help us spread our Heavenly Father's precious word. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry 
this and trust your much needed gratuities go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I just know, and I just know you all will be coming back for the next chapter. Until then, we really appreciate you for listening. Tell your friends. Thank you very much. And have a great day. Bye.